honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, uh, Audible, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once and always for joining me to this show. Once again and always. Might sound a little bit better. That's uh, Golden Valley Apartment once again joining you today. <laughs> and uh, nice little sun outside. Frigid temperatures again, dipping down, but temperatures shall be on the rise. Maybe temperatures will be on the drop over there in Australia and New Zealand. Unfortunately for you guys, as uh, obviously we're on the opposite sides of the planet. <clears throat> Timberwolves are on, well, they're trying to trying to turn the corner, so to speak, just like planet Earth is doing right now, turning the corner in the month of February as, you know, sunlight's starting to get bigger and all that. They've been playing better, more competitive, but unfortunately still 1-3 and three in the four games this past week. <laughs> So, still learning how to win, so to speak, but lots of good things to talk about in terms of Anthony Edwards. You're seeing more and more personality. You're seeing more and more of that alpha personality and that it factor out of Anthony Edwards that has been sorely lacking for the Timberwolves pretty much since day one in a lot of ways. Kevin Garnett had an it factor. Was he a clutch player most of the time in the fourth quarter? I'd say no. Obviously, I think most people would agree, but some might. Obviously, his defining moment him being Kevin Garnett, was uh, Game 7 against the Sacramento Kings. That was pretty damn cool. That was about as clutch as I've ever seen Kevin Garnett play, and as much of a guy who took the uh, team on his back, so to speak, in the big moments. Obviously, all of his numbers and his accomplishments speak for themselves. Kevin Garnett's by far the best player in franchise history. We'll see if Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards can catch up a bit. You know, Kevin Love tried to for a little while, but then he ended up uh, demanding a trade out of here, and well, it is what it is. Let's get started. Of course, I have a few sound bites to get to today. One from D. Wayne Wade praising Anthony Edwards, and one from Vinrock Vinstermano encouraging me to uh, stay the course on a certain player on the roster. A certain player who's going to be out four to six, uh, about four to six weeks. I almost said months. A lot of people believe it will be longer, maybe even the rest of the season, knowing uh, who this player is. That would be D'Angelo Russell. Turns out he had arthroscopic surgery on his knee to remove a loose particle or particles, that type of situation, like arthroscopic surgery, or it's like a vacuum, basically, removing particles, must have been bone chips or something, out of his knee. All the confusion of, you know, soreness, uh, contusions, this and that, not sure what the heck is going on. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's behavior, Flip Saunders, uh, Ryan Saunders' behavior between the two, not sure what to make of the whole thing. It seems kind of weird. Uh, somebody actually brought up, uh, things seem a little bit shady. One of the uh, commentators out there, or one of the media members in the press conference after the game, and then Ryan Saunders was like, shady? It was kind of funny. So there was something weird going on between Ryan Saunders and Mr. D'Angelo Russell. Obviously, major frustrations with D'Angelo Russell of late. Uh, again, about $30 million a year. And I don't know, you're seeing a guy basically who's the same type of player at a health club that just kind of jacks up shots and kind of does his thing out there, particularly without Carl Anthony Towns on the floor. They have played together in five games. It's still five total games in a calendar year now between the two guys, obviously with injuries to Carl last year, 
injuries and sickness to Carl this year, and now major injuries, supposedly, to our buddy D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Vinrock Vince Germano might as well get to this now with what he had to say about <laughs> how I kind of softened a bit last week on D'Angelo Russell. Uh, any shout-outs or anything, boys, this week? Yeah, I give um, want to give Joey another shout-out. Timbles Explosion, check it out. The Minnesota's number one fan, and uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to... Joey did a bit of a cooking show on his show this week. They had the microwave going in the background. He's baking some burritos or something. But, um... He comes a bit of stick for telling it like it is. I say keep telling it like it is, Joey. D'Angelo Russell is not the answer. Keep telling it like it is. And, of course, that was Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast. You heard Wayne Hunt leading things there. Of course, Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, and Stu Benson of the Courtside Podcast. Highly, highly recommended. We always like to shout out to each other because we love each other's shows. I honestly think it's the best basketball podcast on the entire uh, web out there. (laughs) <laughs> and the whole the whole web of podcasting applications and such spectacular show. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Instrumental, for that. And of course, yep, I promise I'm not going soft on D'Angelo Russell. And I, I, but I guess now, oh my God, I have to apologize. And then I'm like, not basically. That's pretty much what I posted on the Facebook page. I don't know whether to apologize or to just, uh, I don't know, man, or just to can be have have continued disappointment. Right now, I'm continually disappointed in D'Angelo Russell's stay with Minnesota so far. Very exciting last year. You had the hopes high. You're believing this and that. Not sure where to make of uh, what to make of Andrew Wiggins, but he certainly has improved. He's better defensively. He's shooting better. Luckily, Anthony Edwards is improving and getting better and all that as well. So that we have that positivity to look towards. As for the microwave in the background, that's my <laughs> that was my wife. Like I was getting moderately annoyed a little bit, I guess constantly uh, moving around and starting things up and getting things going because she was kind of in a hurry to get to work. Our schedules are weird, uh, and hers is really weird because it changes all the time. She works at the airport, and these days the schedule is fluctuating fluctuating every couple minutes, it seems like. Every couple days the schedule is different. So sorry for babbling about non-Timberwolf topic there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, D'Angelo Russell, you know, don't worry. He'll uh, Don't worry. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is not the answer. That's kind of how I feel as well. I, I'm not convinced he is, but luckily we have Anthony Edwards. Hopefully he is the answer long term. Hopefully he does truly have that it factor that I think he just very well might. We got to see D'Angelo Russell and Mr. LaMelo Ball tip off against each other. Tip off on February the 12th, Friday, a week ago today. The Charlotte Hornets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Back and forth competitive game. And you're going to hear that theme this entire week. Back and forth competitive games. It's just a crying bleep and shame that we continue to be winning 25% of our games. It sucks. Uh, 120 to 114. Wolves just unable to finish the job. We started out strong. Basically, Charlotte had a good uh, second and, and third quarter. Generally speaking, just a little better than us, basically. And the Wolves unable to finish the job. It was kind of a back and forth teeter-totter. But when you look at the win probability, it looked like it was Charlotte pretty much the whole game, which is kind of irritating. But what are you going to do? What the hell can you do? Uh, Anthony Edwards, strong performance. LaMelo Ball, strong performance. The real reason the Wolves lost is because, for one, I I don't know, Terry Rozier couldn't miss. It was ridiculous. And I don't know. It just seemed like you are a little slow defensively to Terry Rozier on those catches through threes. He was just open way more often than he needed to be. It was ridiculous. Terry Rozier was just hitting those catch-and-shoot threes over and over and over again. 41 bleeping points for Terry Rozier. Okay, sorry. It sounds like a French name, but yeah, Terry Rozier, strong performance. Bismack Biombo got a 
questionable foul call on him. He looked pretty frustrated, but it is what it is. That was a, during a point in the game and such. Uh, Ricky Rubio, nine assists, continues to look slow out there, generally speaking. Josh Akogi, I believe this is his last start, and maybe his last start ever, as uh, obviously Anthony Edwards has been starting anyway. That you get to see Jared Vanderbilt starting, or Jaden McDaniels one way or another, is a Josh Akogi situation. Malik Beasley, 31 points. Just Mr. Consistency, Mr. Excellence. 31 points, again, starting for the Wolves, obviously. He, there's one game where he wouldn't start. I believe it was a similar situation like D'Angelo Russell earlier this season where some of that COVID protocol stuff was not cleared up soon enough. So Beasley wasn't able to start. 12 points, or 12 of 21 from the floor, over 50%. He just hits everything, doesn't he? Mr. Consistency. Some nights he stinks and he's frustrating, but, you know, he's just his shot's not falling. But this is another one where it was just catch and shoot from Malik Beasley, and it went in again, and it went in again. And Carl Anthony Towns was hitting smooth three-pointer after smooth three-pointer, five of eight in the game. Uh, we've been enjoying those French dips here in the Twin Cities. That's for damn sure. And during the course of this week, I believe we made it every single day where it's Arby's, we have the threes. Twelve threes made, and you get a free French dip sandwich the next day, basically. Pretty cool. Jaden McDaniels hit a couple of those French dip threes. <laughs> and nine points off the bench, providing that solid defense. He's going to average multiple blocks a game if he's a starting power forward in this league, I do believe. And looking forward to seeing him when he fills out physically and how valuable he truly will be for this club. Jared Vanderbilt and Josh Akogi, I think they're going to basically be switching their minutes situation, if that makes any sense, in this game. Only seven and a half minutes for Jared. 21 Almost 22-ish, 21 and three quarters for Josh Akogi, that kind of thing. His outside shooting is just frustrating beyond belief. They'll keep giving him the ball, he'll keep shooting threes, and he'll keep missing. And they'll keep giving him the ball, and he'll keep shooting threes, and he'll keep, you get the idea. That's basically been the case. Jalen Noel had his worst shooting night I've ever seen. I mean, the guy is usually about 66% out there, you know, two-thirds of his shots. You expect about four of six, not one of six, and he missed all four of his threes. Would have been nice if he made something. We might have actually won this game. But it just wasn't meant to be. It just wasn't our day, so to speak, for the 99,000th time out of uh, um, um, 100,000 uh, attempts, that kind of thing, if you get the idea. Do the math there. Yeah, well, we, we lost to Charlotte. We, we lost to Charlotte. Beautiful uniforms, beautiful court. Fun watching LaMelo Ball. And Terry Rozier, that was irritating beyond belief. I kept thinking, okay, we got this, and he had another one. Okay, we have a chance. Please, just just frickin' miss. God dang it, would you please miss? And that's basically what happened with uh, Terry Rozier. Please, somebody put a body on him. Don't dare him to shoot another one. Just make him miss. Just just try to make him miss. Attempt to make him miss. Happy Valentine's Day, Tim Rules fans, on Sunday. Valentine's Day and Sunday, huh? Well, once in a while, I guess that's the case. The Timberwolves won a basketball game in Toronto. How about that? We won a game in Toronto. Doesn't happen very often, does it? Uh, the Wolves just kind of kept creeping up, creeping up, creeping up, and ended up uh, getting the job done. Great third quarter and a decent enough fourth quarter. We almost gave it away, though. Almost. We almost gave it away. That would have been great. That would have been just great. Now, by the way, Anthony Edwards, 21 points against his uh, draft mate there in LaMelo Ball. That type of situation. Jared Vanderbilt enters the starting lineup is the power forward. Yeah. Well, somebody has to be a power forward. You can't put Anthony Edwards as like the four. And I know, oh, it's just a lineup. You know, you, you can play anywhere. I don't... Yeah, let's try to stop getting cute here for a little bit. Let's just... Yeah, let's cut that out. Yeah, they literally pretty much switched their minutes there. About 23 and a half for Jared and a seven for Josh Akogi. I can't imagine he's happy, but 
Well, make some bleeping shots, Josh. We appreciate the uh, the effort, particularly defensively, this and that, but make some bleeping shots. Like, you got to be able to make something. Keep practicing, eh? Keep practicing your shot there, eh? That's what needs to happen in a big way. Kyle Lowry continues to be a thorn in the side for the Timberwolves, and he almost helped the, uh, the Raptors pull this one away from us, but luckily it didn't happen. Close, tense moments down the stretch. But thank God in heaven, uh, things didn't work out for Toronto. Uh, we we're up by four, us being the Timberwolves, of course. We give up a we give up another layup. We get beat to the basket by Kyle Lowry, kind of a floater type layup, and then the ball's inbounded to Malik Beasley instead of fouling him. The Raptors didn't have to. Malik Beasley, for some reason, stepped out of bounds. Unbelievable. Pascal Siakam makes a great move and is getting past. Jaden McDaniel is a lot easier than I would expect because Jaden McDaniel is a fantastic defensive player and continuing to get better and better. But then for some strange reason, unknown reason, the ball just rims out on Pascal Siakam and you could read his lips, oh my bleeping God. If I I hope he didn't say it quite like that because it doesn't that doesn't sound good, but I can imagine the frustration and the shock. He missed a uh, he missed a gimme pretty much to tie the game up. Wouldn't have given Toronto the game, but it would have given them a chance to win the game, and we know how things can turn very quickly on the Wolves late in games. And I'm not trying to be sarcastic or a jackass. It's just how it goes. Uh, love Anthony Edwards continuing to drive to the basket. He is one of the better one-on-one slashers in Timberwolves history already. Uh, it's, it's easy to say. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Dan Barrero compared him to J.R. Ryder in terms of his ability to do things like that. And then J.R. Ryder's mental game, you know, his basketball IQ just wasn't up to par. I think Anthony Edwards is going to continue to get better and better. Uh, just some nights he just can't hit the damn three, and in this one he couldn't. It was 1-7, of seven, extremely frustrating. Really Beasley 6-10, of 10, though. That is just sick. Sick in a good way. Ricky Rubio was sick also. 4-8, of eight, as good as it gets. Outstanding performance for Ricky Rubio in Toronto. Four of eight from downtown, at least in terms of his outside shot. His overall shot, though, six of 13. That's not too spectacular, missing mid-range shots and layups and stuff like that. But some of those catch-and-shoot threes, very, very effective for guys like uh, Malik Beasley and Ricky Rubio, and hopefully that can get better for Anthony Edwards. It's been a frustration, uh, like the uh, Charlotte game. It just feel like he's... He, that's the thing with Anthony Edwards. He'll make a good play. He'll do something good. Uh, basically, this was brought up by... Johnny K, John Krasinski on the uh, Suhan show, him and Suhan basically on the, that Talk North network, how, yeah, every time he does something good, he'll come back down the court and do the heat check right away. Like, he's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm on fire. I made one big play, and he'll keep jacking up threes and stuff like that. That's the, bigger com- that's the biggest complaint for Anthony Edwards thus far, and I certainly felt that way against Charlotte. It was just clang, 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 9 of 21. He still won up with 21 points, but it took 21 field goal attempts to get there. So... Naturally. Frustrating. Thus far, if Anthony Edwards continues to improve his shot, particularly in the offseason, you might have a legitimate superstar player here with Anthony Edwards. If his shot can get a little bit more consistent, the good news is he's only 19 years of age. That's the damn, damn good news with Anthony Edwards. In this particular game with Toronto, 7-15. of 15. I've seen worse, but 1-7 of seven from downtown. You know, I mean, that kind of speaks for itself. It's not good enough. You know, it's just not good enough. So... Not offended, love his game, love the it factor that he brings. Ricky Rubio's comment about him was pretty damn cool, and Dwayne Wade, what he had to say, holy cow. But Ricky Rubio basically said, because I don't have a uh, 
I don't have the exact quote in front of me or like a soundbite or anything. But I do have the Dwayne Wade soundbite because everybody has that one apparently. <laughs> uh, I'll play it in a moment. <clears throat> that Anthony Edwards literally like brought him up. Like he, you know, he brought up his spirits, so to speak. And that's one of the reasons why Ricky Rubio has been playing a bit better of late. And he has been playing better of late. Ricky Rubio has been playing better. Of late, uh, sounds like he came into camp out of shape, kind of a combination of things. Yeah, R- Rubio, of course, and the, that COVID uh, side uh, after effects, this and that. Maybe that helped him in a negative way, helped him be um, less in shape, so to speak, coming into camp uh, in terms of the COVID. But um, but that uh, basically Ricky Rubio said that Anthony Edwards did for him what Ricky Rubio was attempting to do for Shved years ago about change of face, be happy, enjoy it. And Anthony Edwards is basically doing the same thing for Ricky Rubio. Change of face, be happy, enjoy it. So that's the famous Ricky Rubio quote from years ago. And Rubio was just like a rookie or second-year guy playing out there with Mr. Shved years ago. Nice uh, European player, but kind of was, you know, kind of in and out, kind of had a had, had confidence streaks, unfortunately. But uh, entertaining player was Shved. <laughs> and it was interesting hearing Marcus talk about him and such. Years ago, and Marcus the Forecaster was a part of this show, and uh, he's greatly missed, of course. Um, obviously, still very much alive, <laughs> unlike Neil Natuck, the thing, unfortunately. God rest his soul. Died three years ago, co host of Brave the Wild. Um, Jalen Noel, four of six against Toronto, so getting back to Jalen Noel numbers again. That's good. <laughs> Generally speaking, though, the Wolves ended up winning the game, and thank you, Pascal Siakam, for missing one. Maybe it was karma, so to speak, against Indiana, and that's why we ended up losing that game. Anthony Edwards putting up a shot that was very much going in, and it didn't go in. It was ridiculous. Extremely frustrating. Poor Anthony Edwards on that one. And ESPN, here we go, and we played against the world champion Los Angeles Lakers. Take it away, chick. champion Los Angeles Lakers are on the air. And thank you, Chick Hearn. They are the world champion Los Angeles Lakers, and they were on the air on TNT anyway. And they beat the Timberwolves 112 to 104, but a very, very entertaining basketball game. Very, very entertaining basketball game. The Wolves' chances of winning it were very late in the second quarter, and after that, it was kind of back and forth, and then the mountain of uh, <laughs> likelihood of the Lakers winning took over in the fourth. We just know how that goes. Anthony Edwards, an absolutely fantastic game. This and that. Not a high-scoring game, but LeBron James kind of did his LeBron James thing out there. Just makes it look easy. He makes basketball look like somebody going out there, maybe washing dishes or sweeping a floor. That's what it looks like for him. Like, it's like, not that he's, not, but, but enjoying the hell out of it, of course. Sweeping the floor, maybe some people enjoy it and some people don't. But you know how sweeping the floor is not a very difficult thing to do, just necessarily. Unless you're really just not interested in doing it, I guess. But uh, LeBron James made it makes everything look super easy out there. <clears throat> I've made my opinion, opinions about his politics, but as a player, love him, love him, love him, love him. He's the best player in the world right now. Uh, I think he's second best all time to Michael, and that's all. Um, I appreciate everything he brings. He's the Tom Brady of basketball in terms of his longevity, his durability. And his ability to, his overall ability to get the job done. And also the fact he's not perfect. He's lost NBA Finals. Tom Brady has lost Super Bowls. That's right, Tom Brady's lost Super Bowls, but he's been to a billion of them. LeBron James has lost NBA Finals, but he's been to a billion of them. People out there that made fun of him because of the cramps against the Spurs or the, you know, that face of pain, you know, that pain look on his face. I'd sure love to see those people <laughs> endure whatever 
physical pain he might have been in, him being LeBron, in that situation. And I, I'd like to see the look on their face. That's all i got to say about that. People that like to constantly troll and mock uh, LeBron James as a player, so to speak. Mocking LeBron James as a player, I think, is ridiculous. Michael Jordan's the better player overall. I'll stand by that until, you know, I'll stand by that. I'll go to my grave standing by that. Uh, but because nobody could beat Michael when he was Michael. Nobody could beat him, honestly. Uh, but LeBron James is at least a very super-duper strong platinum lace number two uh, all time. And that's a lot of players that he's ahead of. The Magic Johnsons, the Kareems, the Wilts. That's a lot of players LeBron James is ahead of. So it's certainly not a slide saying he's number two to Michael all time. I wish I was number two to Michael all time. I mean, what an unbelievable honor that would be. Unbelievable. Malik. Malik, Malik had his worst game in a while. Four of 15 from the floor. Come on, Malik. This week we could have used you. It's no wonder we didn't score a whole lot in this game. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, only 10 field goal attempts. Anthony Edwards was on prime time. He was on prime time on TNT. It was a damn cool thing. He was beautiful out there. He played great. Um... It was awesome stuff. Not on TNT, but you know, he was, he was, uh, they talked about him on TNT, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> he played like he was on prime time, though, and it was an absolutely great game. This actually was, sorry, I'm going crazy here. Uh, half of half, he was on TNT, it's the Tuesday game. Um, half and half, <clears throat> half threes, half field goals. Jared Vanderbilt started, he pulled down 13 rebounds, which I appreciate, obviously. You're not going to expect a ton of offense from him, but the, uh, the junior junkyard dog played fantastic basketball. Carl Anthony Edwards only 15 points in the game. Kind of a shame there because he's had some spectacular games in Los Angeles. Went on TNT, but this wasn't one of them. Josh Okogie. Reduced minutes, reduced field goal attempts, and he hit two threes. He hit two threes. Josh Okogie hit two threes. And he made both of his free throws. Go figure. Jordan McLaughlin, again, solid, okay game for him. He made a couple threes. He can be a factor at times, obviously. But again, it was French dip city this whole week. So hopefully you don't mind the French dips, right? Because uh, if you like them, you would enjoy this week because the Wolves made it every single game. Every single game. This was a very entertaining game to watch. Anthony Edwards was fantastic. And Dwayne Wade had this to say about Anthony Edwards. Last night, giving thoughts on the first couple months of Anthony Edwards. Get a lot better. And so watching him get better in college and now in the pros, I mean, it's so, it's so great, man. So I definitely think he can be a better player than I than I was. Really? He has all the tools. Yeah, man, you set a bar, and you, and you, you set the bar so people can jump over that bar. And I think he has the talent um, to be able to jump over a bar that I, that I set it. So I, I hope you do it. I hope he becomes a way better player than I, than I will. Did you hear that? You hear this? Dwayne Wade believes Anthony Edwards could be a better player than him. How many NBA players say things like that? How many Hall of Fame caliber players say things like that? That's not very common. Uh, that is some super high praise. So... Anthony Edwards, apparently to Dwayne Wade, looks like a legitimate number one overall pick for Minnesota, or at least a top three type of guy. I mean, one way or another, Dwayne Wade was a, you know, obviously a super high lottery pick, ended up being super fantastic. I'm sure the Detroit Pistons continue to uh, rue the day they took uh, Darko Milicic instead of him, number two overall after LeBron James. That was a hell of a draft. Let me think about it. LeBron James, Darko Milicic, whoops, uh, Carmelo Anthony and Dwayne Wade. Great, great draft. Back in good old 03. Uh, that was some good stuff. Hard to imagine 2003 being the old days, but it is. LeBron's an old-timer, and he just came out of high school, and he's an old-timer. Think about it. He's an old-timer now, and he's still got it. He's like a Tom Brady out there. He, he truly is. Very entertaining game of basketball. 
Very fun to see Anthony Edwards uh, play at the level he did, and he was on center stage. He truly was. He was uh, hit a nice three in front of LeBron and gave him a smile. A bit of a little mano a mano for a moment there. We, we know who's going to win those battles right now, but eventually, someday, hopefully, Anthony Edwards with that physical strength and athleticism, ability, and hopefully an improving jump shot will uh, really become something special one day that we'll be talking about on now, when he's 36 years old, huh? what a fantastic, fantastic player he still is. And hopefully hopefully that's the case many years from now. Still on the Timberwolves, hopefully. LeBron James is no longer with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's the crappy part. But he at least brought one championship to Cleveland. And multiple NBA Finals, of course, made things very different for a Cleveland Cavaliers organization that had some good days in the Mark Price, Larry Nance, you know, Terrell Brandon. Yeah, they mentioned that name those days, <laughs> but uh, Cleveland Cavaliers will always be remembered for LeBron James especially, uh, getting them to all those finals and at least getting one championship for the city of Cleveland. That city's been starved for championships and we are as well here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Entertaining game, unfortunately yet another loss for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I will try to move on now. Indiana game, very entertaining. Very entertaining. The Wolves were ahead most of the game and then we had a crappy overtime period basically. Indiana was leading early on. Another fantastic second quarter for Minnesota. 40 points in the second quarter. Third quarter, very low scoring. <laughs> Only 19-17. to 17. That's kind of funny. Wolves had the lead, though, and we blew it near the end of the game. We just kind of let things escape from us. It was heartbreaking, and the overtime period was just awful, unfortunately. Ricky Rubio, incredible on paper at the very least, but no, he was generally really good. 20 points, 13 assists. Carl Anthony Towns, a 30-point, 10-rebound performance. Anthony Edwards actually moved to shooting guard for the first time because Jaden McDaniels entered the starting lineup to join uh, Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, small forward Jaden McDaniels, in this case, Jared Vanderbilt, power forward. Actually looking real big out there with Rubio, Edwards, and Carl uh, going with the two J's up there. Pretty cool, actually. I kind of liked it. But Beasley still managed to get 31 points. 31 points. And still played 41 minutes. He actually led the team in minutes despite the fact he had to play sixth man in the game due to uh, complications to start things out. Nas Reed a fantastic game, going back to his lone wolf performance about two weeks ago now. What a great job by Nas Reed, 18 points, 3 blocks, and 9 rebounds. An overall very strong, very, very, very strong performance. Jalen Noel kind of buried on the bench, unfortunately. Malcolm Brogdon burned us. DeMontis Sabonis had a triple, freaking double, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. He was hitting everything. Oh, DeMontis Sabonis, boy, oh boy. Uh, this is this is the real Arvidas Sabonis, the one we never really got to see. You know, I mean, he was doing literally everything, just like Arvidas years ago in Europe. We got the older version of him when he got here. Still could get it done, obviously. Still was absolutely fantastic, but he was much slower because he was much older Was uh, and banged up and all that. Arvidas Sabonis by the time he finally got to the U.S. And I do believe the Timberwolves had uh, his rights at one point in time. Just imagine if Arvidas Sabonis was on Minnesota. Ooh-wee, that would have been fun. That would have been fun. He would have played with Kevin Garnett, if you can believe that. He would have, because that was back in the 90s and early 2000s. Oh, my. Demontis uh, Sabonis. What an unbelievable performance. He actually only had one three, but it was a big one. Malcolm Brogdon was just nailing everything. Every time the Wolves would do something right, Malcolm Brogdon was on the other side, hitting the three. Six of seven. Ugh. Yeah, he's been the leading scorer for the Indiana Pacers, and he's looking almost like an all-star out there. Absolutely fantastic. He does a little bit of everything as well. They are one hell of a rebounding club. You, had almost, you almost had three players with ten rebounds. Actually, you could say four. Jeremy Lamb even had eight rebounds. So, definitely a strong rebounding club, at least with those four guys. 
Anthony Edwards struggled, unfortunately, throughout the game, but he almost hit the game-winning shot. That would have been so cool. Oh, I mean, after the Wolves had given up the lead, it was a tie game. Anthony Edwards had a good look at the shot. The ball was literally halfway down, and somehow, somehow it rimmed out. I don't know what the hell that was. Was it karma because of... Uh, Pascal Siakam couldn't make his, his layup at the end of the Toronto game, and that prevented them from tying it. The Wolves ended up getting destroyed in overtime, for the most part. Maybe not destroyed, but it just wasn't good. Uh, it was very disappointing, very heartbreaking. Indiana had taken a decent-sized lead. The Wolves made a comeback and then took over the game and then ended up losing, unfortunately. Very, very sad, sad situation to see the Wolves uh, cough this one up. It, it's, it's, it's a shame. Jade McDaniels, very strong in his first start. 37 minutes for Jade McDaniels. 37 minutes for Jade McDaniels, and are you surprised that he got three blocks? Are you surprised? I'm not, with that incredible athleticism that he also brings. You know, Anthony Edwards brings athleticism, so does Jade McDaniels. Jade McDaniels actually outscored Anthony Edwards, and he hit half of his threes. I want to see Jade McDaniels continue to start, and why not? Maybe probably in terms of, uh, or in the place of uh, Jared Vanderbilt, then you could move Anthony Edwards back to shooting, or excuse me, small forward, and Malik Beasley to shooting guard, like where he was. Beasley a little too trigger happy in this game, unfortunately. Again, 31 points is 31 points, but it took him 21, uh, 25 shots to get there, and 5 of 13 from downtown. Just not one of his better games in that category, but the three steals were nice. They were very helpful down the stretch, helping the Wolves get back in this one and make it interesting, but generally speaking, yeah, Anthony Edwards struggled mightily in this game, and again, that's going to be the Achilles heel for Anthony Edwards. Is he going to improve his shot? Is he going to make it more consistent? That's the Achilles heel for Anthony Edwards right now, the kryptonite, so to speak, is that bleeping jump shot. Just If it, if it can get better, Anthony Edwards is going to take off, because obviously we know he can drive to the basket and make some great plays, uh, and hopefully draw some fouls as well. Um, still struggling even in that category a little bit. Guys are somehow able to get to the ball, knock it out of his hands on occasion. But that's what a 19-year-old is. A 19-year-old is what he is. And some adjustments, some developing, uh, getting a higher basketball IQ. Anthony Edwards is going to be something special in this league. And I don't think we're going to be kicking ourselves that we took him number one overall in the draft, regardless of how good LaMelo Ball turns out to be. And he looks like definitely like the best ball in the ball family, the big, the, the, the big baller brand, so to speak. I think he is, LaMelo Ball is the big baller brand. He, he's the one. He's, he's the winner at this stage, at, at this stage, I gotta say so. But Anthony Edwards, again, I don't think we're gonna be kicking ourselves for taking him number one overall, and I'm glad I was, uh, I'm, I'm glad I, uh, endorsed him, so to speak, on that episode. I might have been right about somebody. I was right about Carl, hopefully I'm right about Anthony as well. Anthony Edwards, we'll see. But even if he's about the same level of uh, LaMelo Ball, like LaMelo Ball goes on to be a fantastic superstar, and Anthony Edwards does as well, well, so be it. It's good to be kind of right and right, or really or right about either one. Maybe you just get lucky that way, where you're right about either player. Regardless, I'll stop stumbling over myself now and pass out the awards for this week. Who's going to get it? Who's going to get the Lone Wolf Award? Is it going to be Anthony Edwards just for bringing that extra energy? Or is his crappy shooting on occasion going to have him lose it? Maybe he's going to share it this week. Is he going to share it with Malik? Is he going to share it with Carl? Boy. Carl Anthony Towns, I think, should get it, obviously. Uh, For him to return as steadily as he has, 
despite the uh, the battle with COVID and how, you know, obviously lots of players have come back and they're not the same for a while because of this or that. Maybe they're, they're just, they're just, they just don't have the lungs, so to speak. Carl Anthony Towns and that smooth outside shooting has kept us in games. He's transformed the team. Obviously, him being back has made things a lot more interesting. And, of course, Anthony Edwards' continued development. I'm going to have them share the award this week. Car- uh, Anthony Edwards is going to get something this week because of he's, he's bringing up the team. He's bringing up the fan base in such a big way. I'm not coming on here, you know, literally like like almost like like it's not a sob story every week anymore of how awful we've been, how frustrating we've been, how we got blown out by 25 points by the Mavericks or something like that, week in week out, and uh, it, it's been wonderful. Both of these guys have made things much more interesting, and of course Beasley's consistency has been fantastic. Generally speaking, he's always going to be on the list, always. And Jaden McDaniel's, <laughs> he's another piece. Guys like Jade McDaniels and Anthony Edwards are going to help uh, job security possibilities for Gerson Rosas moving forward, depending on depending on how the owner's thinking and who he may have on, in mind to be the president of basketball. With that said, it's been a long segment, lots of uh, sound bites, lots of conversation, and some excitement about Anthony Edwards' future going forward. With that said, we'll take a break, and we got a preview for games. going to be a busy one. Dwayne Wade believes Anthony Edwards is going to be a better player than him. That just blows my mind. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, second segment, going to preview four games. Going to try to keep it brief. I'll try to keep my, my ramble on the sidelines because a uh, pretty busy first segment here. And we'll see how good a uh, fan interaction segment goes as well. Sorry for that. Toronto Raptors are playing them again. Pascal Siakam, we're playing them tonight, February 19th on TSN, the Sports Network and Fox Sports Network. So we'll be in Canada. We'll be in Canada's... Uh, version, of course, Canada, that's the only basketball team they have, Kyle Rowley, sore left ankle, whatever that means, we'll see if he plays, and D'Angelo Russell was arthroscopic surgery, removing loose particles from his knee, maybe it was part of his heart, okay, sorry, Uh, okay, yeah, (laughs) it was his heart, you know, his his heart needs uh, some surgery, it needs to get, uh, needs to get expanded a bit, okay, sorry, I gotta stop, Toronto makes their free throws. They're third in the league. They're sixth in the league from downtown. Not a surprise. They've always torched us. Are they going to get revenge on the Wolves here? They're 11th in points scored. 30th in rebounding. Okay, let's go. They're the worst rebounding team. Field goal percentage, they're 19th. Wolves are 28th. We're going to play the Bucks this week as well. Again, we just played them on this, uh, a couple days ago on Valentine's Day. 116-112 victory for the Wolves. Are we going to sweep the season series and feel good about it? Uh, I don't know. If Kyle Lowry's out, I think there's a good chance. There's a good chance at it. Love the uh, makeup of the Wolves right now. Anthony Edwards, is he going to come out and get the job done? Malik Beasley. There's talk about him uh, getting some type of suspension for his behavior off the court that led to the uh, 120 days in prison coming up, or jail, so to say. Whatever the word is. 120 days in jail coming up for uh, Malik Beasley in the summer, spring and summer, so to speak. It's going to be four months. That's a while. Um, I don't know. Um, we'll find out what that suspension is going to be because uh, there's got to be something. Unfortunately, that's just how it goes. The NBA is not going to condone what took place there. Um, Pascal Siakam continues to be a star. Fred Van Vliet. I think they have two All-Star players on this Toronto roster, legitimately, or even three with Kyle Lowry. It's incredible what they're able to do in that backcourt with that Kyle Lowry, 
Fred Van Vliet. And then, of course, Pascal Siakam at forward there. Spectacular uh, player who's emerged so nicely. I kind of think Toronto is going to win this one. i got to have at least one win, though, coming forward. Yeah, I think I see the one, the one win. I think so. I just, yeah, I think Toronto's probably going to win this game, unfortunately. They're just a, you know, a very strong, very strong team. They're not great, but they're dangerous, so to speak. If the Wolves sweep the season series, I'm going to be super happy, super thrilled. But I got a feeling Toronto's going to end up winning this one, unfortunately. When something along the likes of 115 to 110, Toronto ends up winning the game. Anthony Edwards gets in the 20s again and continues to develop. Carl Anthony Towns hits half of his threes. Malik Beasley gets his usual 20 and up. He just continues to play great basketball. Um, it's going to be, it's going to take one of those great, great games. And I hope Anthony Edwards this week at some point gets his first 30 point game. Maybe, maybe I think I see which game that could be coming up. And that will be the, the, the most likely win coming up. You can maybe guess where I'm leaning towards. But Toronto wins 115 110, unfortunately. I don't know why I'm going back. I want to go forward here to play the New York Knicks with Mr. Thomas Tom Thibodeau. This will be a very interesting matchup. Tom Thibodeau coaches against the Wolves for the first time since he was terminated from the Timberwolves. Julius Randle continues to get better. One of Vince's favorites with the Los Angeles Lakers years ago when the Lakers were kind of coming out of their doldrums and getting back into becoming a good team again. Averaging a double-double. Nice, nice signing by the New York Knicks. Julius Randle, 23 points, 11 rebounds. Mitchell Robinson, that's a shame. One of the more valuable guys out there is a fractured right hand as of Feb 12th. So that sucks. That happened not too long ago. That's going to hurt the Knicks. A third in the league in rebounding. The, the, the Knicks have always been a big team, haven't they? 29th in points scored. Only 104 points a game. <clears throat> Field goal percentage is 23rd. 20th in free throw. 20th in three. They're tied with us at 3.20th. This is their only matchup the entire season. New York Knicks have won three out of their last five. They beat, no, they lost to Miami by only two. Beat Washington 109-91. That's good. 121-99 over Houston. Wow. And they beat Atlanta 123-112 and then got crushed by Orlando. What the hell? 107-89. Got crushed by Orlando after, wow, okay. And the Wolves, of course, won in our last five. That's just a theme, basically. We're one in four usually all the time. Unfortunately, one and four, one and three, basically have been our weeks of late. It's a winnable game, but I don't know. The, maybe, maybe, hopefully, we're heading in the right direction. Of course, Mitchell Robinson getting hurt. It, it's a shame because he's one of their better players, being for the Knicks, of course. So it must have happened. Uh, yeah, it must have happened during the Washington Wizards game when they were crushing them. They still managed to beat Houston pretty bad. But no Clint Capella to damage the inside. Too bad there. Knicks are 14 and 16 on the year. They're talking about Thibodeau as like a coach of the year type of thing. They must really think the Knicks suck. Because, I mean, they're still under 500. That's funny. I uh, love what Julius Randle's doing there. But, you know, there isn't a whole lot of help. RJ Barrett, obviously very good. What am I saying? And, of course, Timberwolves fans locally think Derrick Rose is better than, uh, you know, he's the second best player in franchise history to Garnett, it seems like. I don't know. I don't think he's that great. I think he has a lot of ability. I think he's had some big moments, but uh, he jacked up shots. If I had a choice between Malik Beasley or Derrick Rose, I'll take Malik Beasley. What do you think of that? You know, okay, I probably offended half of the town. Alfred Payton, the former Orlando Magic player, <laughs> used to tease him about his hair. <clears throat> Just kind of mediocre numbers, 12 points, 4 assists, stuff like that. Nothing really stands out. I kind of think the Wolves could win this game. This is a winnable game. Maybe we'll have a 500 week Carl Anthony Towns has had some good games against the New York Knicks in the past. I'm going to pick the Wolves to win this game. I'm going to pick the Wolves to win. Um, yeah. 
I am. Uh, Netherlands Noel is going to continue to get more minutes. I, I hope so. He's uh, obviously had so many injury problems over his career, but at least he's been in 25 games thus far. Dennis Smith was traded away. Todd Gibson's still alive. Wow, but not getting in a whole lot of games. He's really he's got to be really old now. He was already getting up there when he was here, like 32-ish, right? Todd Gibson, but of course, Todd Gibson and Derrick Rose. <laughs> that makes me chuckle. It, it just does, because think about it. Tom Thibodeau, you know, there's just certain guys that belong with Tom Thibodeau. Derrick Rose is one of them, of course. It's too bad that Rose had that ACL years ago in that playoff game with the Bulls. It's just a crying shame. You know, I mean, he was the MVP that year. It's just a damn shame that that happened, obviously. He would have had a much better career. It's just too bad. Um, but I think the Wolves pull it out. I think the Wolves pull it out. The New York Knicks uh, scoring abilities, it fluctuates all over the place. They only average 104 points a game, yet they had 123 against Atlanta, 121 against Houston. I got a feeling. I got a feeling the Wolves are going to win this game. Uh, something like 120 to 110. We're going to win by 10 points in New York. What do you think of that? Carl Anthony Towns, 35 points. 17 rebounds. He's going to have one of those kind of games. He's going to explode out there. Anthony Edwards is going to be the second leading scorer. He's going to be a big factor as well. Malik Beasley will get his will get about 18-ish, but I think Anthony Edwards is going to take off with about 25. The Wolves end up beating the New York Knicks. 120 to 110. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. <laughs> the clock is ticking quicker than I thought. My God, it's ticking. Oh, it's ticking. Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, goody. Loss. The Wolves never win in Milwaukee. Ever. And it's called something Pfizer Forum. Hmm. Okay. Well, Fox Sports Wisconsin, Fox Sports North. Drew Holiday Health and Safety Protocols. We can guess what that is. And, of course, D'Angelo Leg issues. Well, let's just call it arthroscopic surgery. Milwaukee, third in the league in three-point shooting. Arresta, man, they're second in point scored. Second in rebounds. They're only yeah, second in field goal percentage. 28th in free throw percentage. So, foul the bucks, I guess. Hack a, hack a buck. Hack a buck. That sounds nice. Uh, it's, our only, it's our only matchup with our cross-state rival. Milwaukee Bucks, unfortunately, is cross-conference rival. That's why we never play them very often. Only twice a year, usually, and once right now. For some strange reason, the Bucks have lost five games in a row. Five games in a row. Things are falling apart all of a sudden in Milwaukee. I'm not been keeping close tabs on them, but it's like, I was looking at the record, and I'm like, 16 and 13? What? Aren't they usually, like, way up there? Like, weren't they, like, way up there, like, close to where the Lakers were just, like, a week or, or like, a couple weeks ago? What happened to the Bucks? Well, they've lost five games in a row. Happens, and, well, Drew Holiday being sick isn't a good thing. Maybe other players have been kind of sick, but they still have Giannis. They still have other valuable pieces. They're spectacular in every statistic except free throw percentage. Is it just hack a buck over there? Or what's going on? I mean, they are insanely good. Top two, top three in the league in like every statistic. Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, they have Middleton. Middleton's averaging 20. Giannis is averaging 28. Greek freak Giannis. Man, almost a, you know, he almost gets a triple-double every night. I'm not sure what's going on in Milwaukee. Yeah, they, they look frustrated, so let's talk about their five losses here. They lost to Phoenix 125-124. Yeah, I saw that game. Seems like yesterday I saw that. Milwaukee was winning most of the way, and Phoenix just took it away. And since then, it's been bad. Got beat by Utah. Okay, in Utah. Good luck with that. That's not an easy game. 129-115 in Oklahoma. 114-109. Okay, and then they got swept by Toronto at home. 
Huh, in Milwaukee. 124, 113, 110, 96. Wolves are going to beat the Bucks. Now, we haven't beaten the Bucks in I don't know how long. I still say we're going to lose this game. I think the Bucks will have their second or third win in a row. They're going to play Oklahoma City on the 19th, Sacramento on the 21st, Minnesota on the 23rd. I believe this is a Wednesday. I believe it is. But um, I don't know. We, we never beat this club. We never beat the Bucks. I think we don't beat them here either. Uh, Bucks end up winning. Final score, it's going to be high, like 125, 128, something like that. 128. To, I think the Wolves will be in it the whole time, though. 128, 125. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Beasley, 30 plus. Beasley will get 30 points. Carl, 25. Beasley will lead the club in scoring, but the Bucks end up winning at the end of the day. Chris Middleton, you know, getting hot from downtown, something like that. The Bucks are one of the most dangerous teams in so many categories. It's ridiculous. Uh, Middleton, yep, that's what I thought. 43%. Bobby Portis, almost 50% from downtown. Oh, my God. Brooke Lopez, 36. Drew Holiday, if he's healthy by then, hopefully for his sake, about 39%. To be honest, not so good from downtown. But deadly. At the end of the day, he's had some great games against us. Bucks win. 125, 120, yeah, 128, 125. In a close back-and-forth battle, but the Wolves don't win the game, unfortunately. Chicago Bulls, where Mr. What just happened? Wow, that was goofy. I'm not sure why it's doing that. So that's quite disappointing. It just went somewhere I didn't want it to go. I have to fix that real quick. But the Wolves will play the Bulls. And Zach Levine's averaging over 28 points a game. He's having a spectacular season. A lot of people believe he should be an all-star. And I will agree with that. I will agree with that. If you're averaging 28 points a game, you should probably be in the all-star game. I think that's a safe, safe, strong assumption. This is obviously the last game of this show. 12 and 15 on the year. Pretty respectable, actually. Uh, Laurie Markkinen, shoulder as of Feb the 5th. Otto Porter Jr. with back spasms of the third, well, as of the 3rd of February. They're 5th in the league in points scored, thanks to Zach. <laughs> Total rebounds, 13th. 8th in field goal percentage. 7th in free throw percentage. Wow, and 7th in 3-point percentage, thanks to Zach. Uh, the Bucks or the Bulls, excuse me, this is the only matchup with Chicago this year. And they've won three out of their last five. They beat, uh, they lost on, they lost in Washington, against Washington, pardon me, 105-101. They beat the New Orleans Pelicans 129-116. pardon me, over the Clippers loss. They got killed by the Clippers, beat the Pacers by eight, and beat the Detroit Pistons by only three on Feb 17th. Again, like I said, Zach Levine, 28 plus a game, 28 and a half a game for Zach Zachary Levine. What a performance so far during the course of this season. 52% overall. Zach Levine's going to have a great game. I have a feeling it's going to be an interesting mano-a-mano between Zach and Anthony Edwards. You're going to see Zach and uh, of course uh, Malik Beasley going at it back and forth. Zach will shoot over Malik Beasley, but if it's Anthony Edwards and Zach Levine, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Obviously Edwards' defense isn't that great. You'll probably even see uh, Jade McDaniels on Zach Levine a bit in this one. Laurie Markkinen, yeah, he's gotten better and better and better and better. Not a great rebounder, but 19 points a game. Kobe White's kind of all over the place. He's a solid player. He doesn't stand out that much, in my opinion. Wendell Carter Jr. is one of the more underrated players out there. He was hurt for a little bit. He's come back and been better. Patrick Williams, nice, solid rookie. Big man for the Bulls. Obviously, Zach Levine is the straw that stirs the drink in Chicago. But I think this is going to be a win for the Timberwolves. I think it's going to be an epic, entertaining, back-and-forth, 
High scoring, 130, maybe it's going to go to OT even. Uh, can I say it? Should I say something crazy? Should I say something crazy? Anthony Edwards gets 40. 40. I said it. Anthony Edwards scores 40. And the Wolves, uh, Anthony Edwards has his super-duper breakout game. At least 35. He's going to get over 30 for sure. 35 to 40, we'll say. But up to 40 in the game. <laughs> and they beat the Bulls, to the Timberwolves. It's going to go to OT. 135 to 133. The Minnesota Timberwolves defeat the Chicago Bulls in overtime. And Anthony Edwards has up to 40 points. I'll just say 40 points. Carl Anthony Towns has his usual 25 to 30-ish. Beasley is going to have a big, strong performance as well, 25-ish. But I think Anthony Edwards is going to have his ultimate breakout game against Zach Levine. And Zach Levine will have 40 points in the game. Zach Levine will have 41. <laughs> He'll have 41 <laughs> Anthony gets 40 and Zach gets 41, but the Wolves win 135 to 133 in OT. With that, we'll take a break and get to fan interaction. back on Timberwolves Explosion. Final segment fan interaction segment at T-Wolves EX. At T-Wolves EX is the Twitter account. Please give that a follow if you could. It's starting to grow. starting to get back to normal somewhat. Somewhat getting back to normal, I hope. Like, oh, cool. Got a new follower there with Michael Jordan holding the trophy back in 91. Love that so much. Love when I get actual real basketball fans and not like, oh, please, uh, buy my health product, or, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> it happens, though. We all want to advertise something, don't we? Including our podcasts or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Cool conversations. We're going to get to these in a couple of seconds. I just got to get in the right spot here to get started. Yep, there's some conversations. That's good. Now I got to drag down right here. Here we go. Okay, so thank you for the retweets. Levi Brown, Tanae Brown, both out of New Zealand. And Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast. Major shout-out always to them. Hope to hear from Levi or Tanae Brown or Vince Germano in an uh, audio submission as well coming up. You would lead off the show, of course, if you did something like that. But uh, I'll tell you how to do that at the end of the show. Some of you guys that have been um, thinking about that uh, sorry, and that haven't uh, heard how to do that yet. I was talking about if Anthony Edwards improves his shot, he'll be a superstar. Unfortunately, he's just not there yet. And he's just not there yet. Uh, Vince Germano says, oh, no, that's not. What am I talking about? I don't think there was any response, unfortunately, to that one. Just a like from today. Thank you. Continue upward. And here we go. I was saying, I swear the majority of the shots that the rules take feel forced. And they do. They feel forced. And that's a complaint I've had for a while. Today Brown, does Zeeland responds saying, it's because the offensive scheme is so easy to read. Once it breaks down, there's not much to go to. A Rubio Towns pick and roll isn't scaring anyone. Otherwise, it's a force three, exactly. Or someone dribbles into a clog lane. Yep, and then you just kind of try to force up a layup and it rims out. Unfortunately, again, like Anthony Edwards had a nice look at that shot versus Indy, and that should have gone in. And he was going, come on. He was kind of like, oh, how did that rim out? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, Vince says, 
He says, I mean, that's great and all, but I would prefer it if he dominated inside. So I will click on that so I can go upward. Okay. Okay. So Vince is responding to the NBA tweeting about how Carl Anthony Towns becomes the Timberwolves franchise. Yeah, because the franchise leader in threes made. Yep. Isn't that crazy? That didn't even take long. We had Kevin Love for Pete's sake and other players, but he's already the franchise leader in threes made, and he's also the best center we've ever had. That figures. And then Vince says, yep, I mean, that's great and all, but would prefer if he dominated inside. I would, too. I would, too. Uh, Tanae says, Nas Reed plays the way Towns should. There were times last year that where Nas Reed was just standing out there at the three-point line as well, and it was driving me crazy. Remember, I was ranting about that, but he's getting better now. Nas Reed has been playing Marvin inside game, banging down low, and he does take about two or three threes a game. That's Nas Reed, because that's just a part of the game nowadays. But, um, nice. You know, that's just kind of the modern game, though. Everybody's shooting threes now. <laughs> Everybody except Raymond Green, maybe. No, Raymond Green hits threes, too. It's other guys that are, like, less, yeah, <laughs> less three-oriented, I suppose. Everybody in Golden State is at one point. Frost replied to us, says, Nas Reed isn't a good defender, either. They're both offensive centers. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Today says, yes, but one plays inside a lot more than the other. I don't understand why Towns floats around the three-point line so much. Thank you. When he's so hard to stop around the rim, too. And he really is. When Carl plays down low, he's fantastic. Great take, uh, both of you there. Both of you there. Frost, welcome aboard there. And today, yeah, that was a good take. Really solid take there about the floating around. And, yep, I've been frustrating about that forever. Chase also jumps in and says... Towns being able to do both is such a nice problem. He's a 40% three-point shooter. Got to get some shots up. Fantastic at pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop situations. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yep, that was the response after Tanae said uh, that uh, Towns needs to play near, closer to the rim. And then Vince also jumps in and says, yep, i just like to see him establish himself in the paint first, then venture out to mix it up. Yeah, it'd be nice to have an inside-outside game. It really would help. In a big way. Chase gave me a follow. Thank you. Did I follow Frost? I did not. I'm going to follow Frost right now. Okay. Well, let's give him a shot. Let's see if he hopefully follows back. <laughs> yes, sir. Ah, yeah. Here we go. When I was talking about the four shots. Yep. And I was saying, honest to God, it's frightening to watch. It's like one of those bad sixth grade teams I was on. Yeah, the, the forced threes, the forced shots, not just threes, but forced shots. Like some of the sixth grade teams I was on, my God, it was devastating how terrible we looked. And I know it's a sixth grade team, but I mean, seriously, <laughs> even back then I was like, oh, come on, this is ugly. Even back then I was saying that to myself, and I was an absolute rookie to basketball back then. Today says, I wasn't a big fan of taking Edwards first on the night. I liked Mello and Wiseman a bit more than him. He seems like he's the leader the Wolves have been looking for for years, though. Many, many flashes of top talent on the court, and things like this are brilliant. This is Dane Moore tweeting, saying, After tonight's game, arguably Ricky Rubio's best of the season, Rubio spoke post-game, here it is, about how his spirit was really down at the beginning of the season. He credited one teammate for the shift in his spirit over the past few weeks, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, yep, brought up brought up Rubio Spirits. Yep, that's what I thought. Yep. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Pretty dang awesome. Vince Romano was saying how yep, you know, uh, Drummond has been available. That's why the Cleveland Cavaliers haven't been playing him. And Vince Romano says Drummond's would be would be perfect for you guys. What do you think? T Wolves X. And he was saying that to me and uh Tanae Brown. T Wolves E X. 
I, I would love to have him. I would love to have him. Yep, and then here's ten ten eight thing exactly what I would like. Here we go. I, I thought about it a while ago. Play Towns at the four. A lineup of D'Lo, Beasley, Ant, Towns, and Drummond would be fun to watch, to say the least. That's what I'm thinking, too. You can move Towns to the power forward position, and he'll block way more shots. He'll have more freedom to shoot more threes, but he'll also be able to kind of do a little bit of everything. He actually blocks more shots when he plays the four. The couple times he did when he was out there with um, and him being Carl Anthony Towns with uh, uh, Pekovic. When Pekovic, because Pekovic ain't playing no power forward for nobody. He's only going to play down low, and same with Drummond. Kind of plug in the middle. When you have a guy plugging the middle, Carl Anthony Towns is free to kind of roam around and do a little bit of everything. Uh, could be an absolutely gorgeous thing to watch. Uh, you'll have Anthony Edwards at the small forward, Beasley at shooting guard, and D'Angelo bleeping Russell at point guard. <laughs> D'Angelo bleeping Russell. I know, I'm just saying. Um, maybe, uh-oh, today says, <laughs> maybe McLaughlin over D'Lo, though. I'm kidding, but not really. That, of course, the laughing face. Yep, I don't blame you for saying that. I really don't. I think this is the end of the Twitter right here. It says, uh, I didn't realize that that this is what, wait, let me see, I didn't realize this is what the trade turned into. Absolutely wild. Thoughts? He was saying that to me. Uh, from Kyle Thieg, I believe is how you say his name. Since we're revisiting trades, since we're revisiting past trades today, never forget the Timberwolves turned Robert Covington into, yeah, holy crap. Holy crap. <laughs> holy crap. Holy crap. Holy crap. Okay, sorry. Malik Beasley. That's already an upgrade right there considering what Malik has become. Juancho Herman, Hernan Gomez, well, you know, yeah, he's actually not as bad as some people say, but he's not good either. Jared Vanderbilt, Junkyard Dog Jr., first round pick that became Rubio, that then became Ricky Rubio, J.D. McDaniels, and, and the ghost of Leandro Bolomero, who obviously still could be coming to Minnesota at some point from Argentina. Leandro Bolomero, I believe, yeah, he's, he's from Argentina, but playing in Spain, correct? Um, is that good? It, it's good. It, it's good, Kyle. It's good today. It's good. Uh, holy crap. It's like you sit down and analyze stuff like that. And I was, I remember thinking, yeah, there was a lot going on there in that Covington trade. Um, as complicated as the D'Angelo Russell trade may seem, it's really not. It's just a pick and D'Angelo, uh, pick and Wiggins. But then this, that Covington and Houston and all those other players, Houston and Denver, and I forget who the other one is, obviously us. Was it Houston, Denver, us? Was it the Knicks? I can't remember who the fourth team was. That was a big... I think it was Atlanta. Yeah, that was when... Uh, oh, yeah, it was It was Atlanta. That's when um, uh, Capella went to Atlanta. Oh, imagine if he came here, too. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, they really wanted Covington in Houston, didn't they? And, well, he's okay. I think he's on Portland now, right? Malik Bleepin' Beasley? Man, Jared Vanderbilt, what a solid player. Beasley and Vanderbilt alone would have been an awesome return. But then, you know, Rubio, eh, you know. But Jaden McDaniels ended up being spectacular for us as well. Oh, there's a little bit more. Uh, Tanae says, I think it's only a matter of time and he'll be the full-time starter. I believe he's talking about my guy, Jaden, there. I was saying, McDaniels starts. Big lineup tonight. I like it so much better. Yep, Ben Tanae said, it's only a matter of time until he's the full-time starter. I agree. And the Jaden McDaniels burner followed me. After I followed him. So Jade McDaniels is probably saying, start me, start me, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding around. But yeah, that's fun. Fun, fun conversation. Thank you today. And that trade is, wow. Well, we I, th I think we came out pretty good with that one. Remember in the past, the Houston trades that ended up uh, destroying us, thanks to David Kahn and that uh, $5 million bag to fire Kurt Rambis. Or was it $4 million? Whatever it was. 
<sighs> Facebook page. Well, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. No comments on the most recent show. So we're just about at the end here. Here is the uh, Dane Moore, Rubio, and Anthony Edwards conversation. I brought that to Facebook as well. One comment is in Levi Brown saying another good quote on Ant. Yep, there's another one from Dane Moore. I'm going to click on it now. I knew there was another one. I was like, where is it? And this is where it was. Ricky Rubio and Anthony Edwards. He's he's cocky, but in a good way. My English isn't that good to find a better word. Uh, he's got swagger. Okay, sorry. I don't always like that word, but yeah. Let's continue what Dane says. Uh, Rubio raved about how Ant knew all year that he was better than a lot of the players getting more minutes slash shots but knew it wasn't his time. Now his time is up. Yep, congratulations, Anthony Edwards, on that. And Yep, yep. And obviously we're talking like Josh Akogi, Jared Culver here. Culver hopefully could still be something, but I don't know. Uh, that's kind of sad when you think about that, isn't it? But it is what it is. Thank you for that, Levi. That was a nice, nice addition to the show. Thank you for getting that continued conversation from Mr. Uh, Dane Moore there. Did I post it twice? Nope, that was the same thread. Okay. Yep, Timberwolves guard D'Angelo Russell to have knee surgery and miss four to six weeks. I got a laugh from somebody. Who is that? That is Wayne Hunt. Wayne Hunt, did he comment? Nope, just laughing. <laughs> Denae says he could be a great option off the bench when he comes back. Ha ha. And yep. <laughs> yeah, something like that, huh? They might end up being a nice option off the bench. Ooh, he might be. Here we go. NBA on TNT. I definitely, yep, and it's Dwayne Wade. I definitely think he can be a better player than I was. He has all the tools. Dwayne Wade has high hopes for Anthony Edwards. Yep. Pretty cool. Looks like there's no comments, just likes. But uh, very cool stuff. And I think that wraps it up. I'll check one final time just in case there is a visitor post. And of course, this stupid page won't even. Show it, so I'll have to go to the uh, smart device, luckily, right next to me. It is what it is. If there's a visitor post, there's a visitor post, and they're super welcome. Wayne Hunt loves to jump on board and add to the show. Love what he does. He's not been feeling well. Hopefully, he gets better soon. I know he didn't sound like he was feeling good, but great, great recent show, though. Yeah, there's no no visitor post. Great recent show, though. Still, great job. Thanks for, thanks for being a trooper. Wayne Hunt uh, getting uh, Stu and Vince together to do that courtside podcast just a couple days ago. Get better, Wayne. Hope you feel better. And it uh, looks like this time there was no microwave or anything in the background. I'm sure it's coming, but uh, I lucked out this time so far. With that said, hope all of you have a wonderful week. One final thing I'll better, I better say, though, is uh, to get to the audio submission, what you want to do there. Open up any, uh, any smart device on the planet. has a free voice recording application. Simply open it up, press record, talk, for like five minutes or whatever the heck. Like, treat it like a phone call, I guess you could say. Hit stop, save it, slash share it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to zumzar.com, giving me that free uh, service because it's not a big enough file to charge me money. And then uh, <laughs> Zumzar, so I'm more than happy to give them a free plug for that. Uh, also, please write a positive rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or Audible. Those are the three applications I know provide that uh, ability to write a, uh, a review of the show and or just a five-star rating, whatever it is. For those of you that do that, thank you so very much. I appreciate it a million times over, and I'll give you a shout-out and a thank you on air. Uh, just can't wait. Can't, you know, I, I appreciate those of you that have done that and those of you that do it in the future. Thank you in advance. 
Hope we have a nice week. Hope everything works out and guys stay healthy and we get more and more positivity. We at least go 500 next week.